Welcome to Little Things, your weekly friend meet cute with me, Coastly Cummings. It's cozy time. It's so good to be back. I apologize for not having any new episodes through the entire month of November. Um, as many of you know, I did National Novel Writing Month, and I want to talk about that more. But because of that, I knew that I wouldn't have much time for the podcast and decided to instead kind of devote any of my creative energy towards working on my novel. So that's what I did. Um, But looking back, I kind of wish I would have replayed some past episodes and kind of kept the podcast going. So I apologize that we didn't have any new episodes. Um, But I'm back. I'm here. It's not that I'm actually recording this slightly before December, so we are still technically in November, which means National Novel Writing Month is still going on. But I personally am done with National Novel Writing Month. Um, and yeah, I just kind of want to share a little bit about my experience. Um, I know some of you are writers, some of you are creatives. Many of you are not, and that doesn't matter. I feel like this is kind of interesting for anyone who's interested in working on um, a big project and just has a hard time starting it or know someone who is working on a book or has written a book or published a book or wants to publish a book. Um, There's lots of fascinating things to me about the publishing industry and working on books in general. I worked in book publishing for, for a bit, in my 20s um and i just hope this is helpful in terms of you know setting goals and realizing that even when thing <laughs> when a goal feels impossible like for me writing a book that breaking it down into a smaller part and kind of setting a goal and doing it as um with a larger group or a community can really make it possible and that was my experience with with nanorimo so first of all, NaNoWriMo, I don't even know when it started, but it's been around for a long time. Now they raise money, um, I think mostly through donations, um, but it's basically just a website online and you can just quote unquote like sign up and basically commit to spend the month of November, wherever you are in the world, it's for anyone in the world um, to write a goal of 50,000 words over the course of November. And you're supposed to have not started the book. Um, It can be any kind of book. When you sign up online, you can specify if it's a memoir, if it's a novel, and you can give it a title, and you can describe it. You can also, like, find other writers in your region or around the world and add buddies and kind of track each other. For me, I jumped on the website, like, two days, maybe Halloween or the day before Halloween, and kind of compulsively was like, no, I'm going to do this. I should do this. This, If I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So I quickly signed up. I didn't really link anything up to it. Um, I kind of wanted to keep, I didn't think there was any benefit to adding buddies or trying to do any link up with anyone in the region. They have virtual writing time with people who are in the same time zone, which can be really helpful for some people. For me, that was not something I was interested in. Um, so I, all I wanted was the word count tracker and they have this, um, these like digital badges that you earn once you hit 10,000 words, you know, 4,000 words, 10,000 words, 15, 20, 
um, 40, 50, and I wanted to, wanted to be able to fill those in. I knew that would feel satisfying to me. Um, so I did it for that. I just wanted to have that. I like, um, I'm an obliger, so I, I like to have that accountability. I also shared publicly that I was working on it because I knew that was another way that would help me to feel, to keep myself accountable. That doesn't work for everyone. Um, I knew based on past writing projects that I didn't want to talk about it too much because that would felt like it would take away from the actual creative work. Like I would spend more time or energy sharing my my ideas with other people rather than just getting it down, um, typing it all out and making notes. So really tried to be mindful of that and not like share too much. Um, one thing, I mean, I can share a few things that I think that really helped me um, throughout the month. One is my friend Alicia. Alicia, if you're listening to this, hello. Um, she is in California. I'm in Korea, and we are in the same writing group. So I've been a part of a writing group for a few years um, with friends from church in, well, at the time we all lived in Berkeley, California together. Um, but now many of us live different places, but we're still in a writing group and I just participate virtually. Anyway, Alicia's in my writing group with me. And as soon as I decided I was going to do NaNoWriMo, I sent an email to the writing group and asked if anyone else was interested or already planning on doing it with me, doing it. And if they would like to kind of be a, kind of an accountability partner. Um, and Alicia responded and said, yes. And so we have been texting every day or every couple days to check in with each other and share supportive memes and words of encouragement. And um, anyway, it's been really, really helpful. So thank you so much, Alicia. Just like knowing someone, and even with the time difference, like it was so fun to wake up to a text from her or I'd sit down to write and then finish and then I'd send a text to her and she'd be like, oh, I'm just sitting down to write. Just really, cool to feel like we're doing that together and we're kind of struggling and supporting each other. Um, then I like, I liked texting cause I, that's what I do the most of to keep in touch with people. So that seemed, I'm glad that we chose to text and not email or Marco Polo or anything else. I feel like the text was just like no additional stress and it was only helpful for me. So thank you so much to Alicia. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have done it without you. Um, what else was really helpful? Another big thing, and I've learned this from, you know, I've been a freelance writer for a long time, like 14 years, and it's been a huge learning curve. But I think early on I learned the only way to do it is to sit down and do it. So I've taught myself um sort of use like that what Pavlov's Pavlov's you know the dog where he, like they ring the bell and then the dog eats I, I can't even remember <laughs> the experiment but um I do that to myself when I need to write so I have a desk that I sit out and I pull it I push it to the side so it's out of the way during the day and when it's writing time I pull it out I face it towards the window and I set up my laptop um a paper a pen take off my Apple Watch, turn off my phone. I don't participate in anything else. And I put my AirPods in. I have the same playlist that I listen to every time. The second that playlist goes on, then I'm writing. 
and um, I'm not totally reliant on the playlist, but I, I feel if I'm like kind of struggling to focus or I'm like dawdling around my house and washing dishes or doing other things instead of writing um, during the dedicated time that I've set apart, then I know I just need to turn on the playlist and start hyping and then it will just come. Um, so, so I don't know if there's things that you do around your creativity to sort of um, get your butt in the seat and just start working. Cause I feel like that's half the battle is just instead of coming up with ideas and jotting down notes, it's like actually sitting down and making the thing or writing the thing or designing the thing. Um, and I think, you know, writing professionally has really helped me. I've done a lot of writing when I did not want to write. And so it's not, for me, it doesn't feel like purely like, oh, I only do if I want. It's like, oh, this is my work. So I'm trying to, I've tried to, to treat the book as work um, this month. So I did another thing I did <laughs> is I set a schedule. So every day my kids get on the bus at eight and there was a period during November where one of my kids was still doing online school. Um, so there was one or two weeks where um, they were still at home. And so I had to kind of adjust accordingly, but it was okay. Um, but every day you put them on the bus at about eight and then go for a walk where I'd already have done my walk earlier in the morning. Um, and then I, you know, be dressed and ready to go, take a shower, eat a little bit more, and then come sit down and work from about um, 8.30, 9 until always for at least two hours and often for five, six, seven hours. And um, going into, I didn't expect to be able to sit down and write for that long, but I've been thinking about this book for two years. I started it March of 2019 at my writing group retreat, which was like the best time in the world. It was so, so, so fun. And I'd, I kind of had started having this beginning of an idea and shared what I'd written. I actually was able to write like I think 13,000 words at that retreat just kind of flowed out of me. It wasn't great or anything, but I was kind of ex really excited about it. And then came home, and of course, everything kind of went berserk after that with the pandemic. So um, I had to, and I worked full time at the time. So a lot of things <laughs> went to the back burner, including um, my book. It really didn't matter at the time compared to other stuff going on. So I didn't really touch it. I think I've opened, I'd opened the Google Doc like three times in the last year or something and put down a little bit here and there, but I really haven't devoted much time. Um, so NaNoWriMo was a way for me to say, okay, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to dedicate myself to writing this book. I want to finish the book. And I didn't know if that meant like a rewrite or not a rewrite. I just wanted to get at least 50,000 words down and get it down. Yes. But what ended up happening is two and a half weeks in, I had 75,000 words and three weeks in, I had rewritten the book. And as of a few days ago, I started going through it again. Um, and then also re, and then I read, um, I got advice from some Korean friends, um, in terms of naming characters and a few other questions I had because my book is based in Seoul. Um, and I have some Korean characters that I needed <clears throat> advice on. And then 
I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, and then I started reading and then I was texting with my friend Camille Andros, who's working on a book. She's a children's book author, but she's working on a novel and she lives in uh, on the East Coast in America. And she suggested The Heroine's Journey, which is written by a romance author, a very successful best-selling author. And I read that. I read the chapter she recommended, Camilla recommended, and then ended up reading the whole book. And it was super helpful. It also kind of freaked me out, but I made tons of notes and I was like, okay, I'm missing a few key pieces of my heroine's journey. My main character is a heroine and it's different than a hero's journey. So I learned all about this. Apparently there are books that help you write books that helps even more than reading a lot of books in your genre. <laughs> so um, I made a tons of notes, went back and changed some things. And then now I just have the last piece I have is to, well, not the last piece. The last piece before I let someone else read the book is I need to go back through and have a list of things that I need to um, adjust for accuracy. And then there's a two uh, minor plot lines that I need to, need to adjust. And then I've added a couple lovable characters <laughs> that I want to develop some more because rereading the book, I was like, oh, I really want to see these characters more. These these could be a lot more fun, I think. Um, she needs more sidekicks my main character needs more sidekicks so i have that list um i haven't touched a book for a couple days i've been sick sorry about my voice um it's this funny thing where if more than one day goes by it's really hard for me to open i've been writing the book in scrivener and it's kind of hard for me to open it like i really have to be like okay sit down pull out the playlist um need quiet i lock all the doors to my bedroom but I do feel like I kind of burned myself out <laughs> by working on the book so quickly. At the same time, I don't think I could have done it a different way. It's one of those things where it was like, it, a lot of it just felt like a movie playing in my head and I just type as fast as I can to get it out. Um, and I got really excited about several of the characters and the only reason I'd stop in the afternoon is because I had to go get my kids out the bus stop um, and to eat because I would get hypo, I get like a low blood sugar. <laughs> I need to go eat lunch so and it just felt so good I mean I feel like the first week I just was like I feel like I haven't and this is not accurate and being dramatic but I was like I feel like I haven't been living like it had been so long since I had just been I felt the like the flow when you're you know building something or making something and it just like really rejuvenated me all around to be working on this book and to get completely lost writing something, um, it was awesome. I cannot recommend <laughs> diving into a creative project more, especially if you're kind of struggling, feeling lonely or, you know, some anxiety or depression, just like really setting aside time that you might otherwise spend on still like relaxing activities, but things that like may not give you that flow that really can rejuvenate your spirit and help you to um feel restored um like sometimes tv is that for me but i've kind of put tv to the side and instead focused on making things and that has been a really positive thing for me um the other thing i wanted to mention with the book and thanks to my friend shayla also from writing group 
she suggested, <clears throat> and I also asked on Twitter too, and excuse me, people really recommended Scrivener. And I was skeptical. I tried to download it and like learn how to use it like a year ago, and I was too overwhelmed, deleted it, got out. But after getting, you know, a hundred pages on Google Docs and trying to hop around, I was like, I can't do this. I think for some people, a few, I'm not like a master of Google Docs too. I don't use, um, oh, what is it even called? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but basically where you can link up within the, the, the document and pop around within the document, um, like styles and headings and stuff. I don't even really do that. So moving to Scrivener was awesome. It took me like two hours to do the tutorial and like really understand it. Um, it was like, what, 50 bucks to buy the software, put it on my Mac. You can go on a PC too. But the ability to break down scenes. So I have it organized according to chapter. And then by scene within each chapter is so freaking incredible. And I've just been able to like move stuff around. And then they also have, you list all the places that your book tastes. And you can do like um, character sketches and places and just be able to keep that all in order um, and have it right there to reference. And then I put notes off to the side on Scrivener that I can reference later. Um, it's been so awesome. I cannot recommend it enough. It is absolutely worth the money and worth the small upfront um, learning curve to use that software. Like it's really amazing. Um, and I plan to just like keep using it for longer forms of writing. Um, so where am I now? Like, okay, so I have the book, it's in Scrivener, I have a tentative title, do you want to know what it's about? <laughs> I don't really want to say too much, um, but I can give you a general idea of what it is. So it's, um, it's a young adult romantic fiction. And um, it's about an American teenager living in Seoul, going to international school. And it's about her, um, her journey living abroad and um, making new friends and um, falling in love and dealing with um, some, some past trauma and um, also coming up against some health issues um in like a foreign place and of course there is a love triangle there will be multiple love triangles because those are my favorite there is a <laughs> one bed scene which is also my favorite it's like all my favorite things in one it's ya um the other key part of the book is that she's a runner and so there's a thread of She's a cross-country runner, and she runs at this international school. And so it's um, a lot of the dynamic of um, a girl's cross-country team in high school, and um, but with the dynamic of her living abroad and people being from all over the world. And um, yeah, so that's, that's the main gist. That's not my solid pitch. I apologize. <laughs> I'm still working on that. But um, I won't share the title yet because I'm still not totally sure about it. So, but where I am now is I have, you know, um, I would say like one or two days more work to put into it. And then um, the first person I want to read it is my husband, Keenan. 
um, even though he does not know this genre at all. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever, I think he's only read, he's read like one middle grade book and then maybe like one way book because I like asked him to and we were like dating. And so he was like trying to impress me. Um, but that's okay because he is an excellent writer and I want someone to read it who's not even familiar with the genre. And also because he's my person and I want him to read it first. And this is the big thing for me. Um, and then I'm not sure what I'll do next. I want um, others to read it, but I'm not I'm not sure where I'm going with it next. Um, but yeah, I definitely won't do anything with it until I get feedback from others. I'm sure there's a lot more work to do on it and I'm really anxious to get uh, people I trust their opinion on it. So yes, NaNoWriMo for me has felt like a huge success. To be honest, I kind of tweeted about this, but it was like, it is a weird feeling to accomplish a goal that you've set out for yourself and then, then it's just done but it's not the kind of goal that's like i'm not going to get anything tangible from finishing a book that no one's seen or knows about or cares like it's not like an ego boost unless i like talk about it then it then it's like oh that can boost my ego right but i'm not looking for that for me it just feels like there's something that i've always wanted to do and i kind of doubted i could do and so even though it's not published don't know if anyone will ever want to publish it it will ever see the light of day it just feels like a big accomplishment for me personally to be like wow like I wrote a freaking book like I'm so happy that I did that I can say that I did that and maybe that is a practice book I really hope it's not I really love these characters I love the story I know it needs more work but I feel like there's potential there um with a good editor but if it is a practice book then I am so proud that I did it. <laughs> I'm just happy I like sat down and did it. Um, one, oh, okay, just a couple more thoughts on NaNoWriMo and then I promise I'm done and we'll take a break. One is that just like, I, I feel like this happens so often and maybe it's for everyone, but I feel like it happens a lot with women. It's like, if you set a goal and it's not like paid work or it's not directly tied to your family, or like helping someone, then it's often in question. Like you, it feels like you have to defend the some the thing that you're doing if it doesn't have to if it doesn't have like money tied to it or service. This book has neither. I am not serving anyone with this book um, except myself. I mean, hopefully in the future it will bring joy to other people. It is not serving my family, except that it's making me very happy. Like they get off the bus, like, oh, you're so happy. I'm like, like my kids would literally say that. They're like, you know, how many pages did you, how many words did you write today? Like it was so freaking cute. They were like so into it. And I would talk about it a lot. Um, so, okay. And that way that's actually hugely benefiting my family because, because kids need happy parents, content parents. Um, it's not their job to make us happy. We have to make ourselves happy, I believe. But, you know, this isn't directly helping anyone or serving anyone, or it's definitely not making any money. If anything, it's, um, you know, displacing time I could spend freelancing and earning money. Um, so that's something that I think in my own head I was kind of coming up against. But it's also something I have to keep, like, asserting to make sure I take that time every day and, like, value it the way 
that I believe I should. I don't need anyone else to validate that for me. Um, but in my own head, I have a lot of doubts of like, oh, I, there's so many things I could or should be doing. And just saying, no, this isn't, it's important to me. So it's important and I'm going to do it. And um, I've been trying to be better about that. You know, I think the book has been a good reminder to me that it's very important for me to send, to set difficult personal professional goals for myself that don't have immediate obvious results and that and they don't need to be validated by by anyone else it could just be something that i want and i can also tell you and i love i think my friend amy her mom would always say like you you do, you fill your you fill your time whatever time you have and I think that's so true. And my kids are all in school and I do have plenty to do. But for the first time, I have some kind of some free time and it quickly gets spent by reacting to what other people want me to do. And so setting aside time for this book and having, you know, my work and my writing work and this podcast and my newsletter, that's a way of me asserting um, what I'm going to do with my time, not just reacting to, you know, family responsibilities and school responsibilities and children responsibilities and being a spouse and partner responsibilities and then being, you know, a daughter, a sister, you know, um, a daughter-in-law, like all those things that are so important and valuable, but um, I have nothing to give if I don't do the things that I want to do too. So the book has been such a good reminder of that. Um, anyway, I would love to hear if you did NaNoWriMo too, if you know someone who's done NaNoWriMo. Um, you know, obviously it's just once a year in November. So if you got excited about this, maybe plan for next November. I'm guessing I'll do it again next year. We'll see. I'm not sure. But yeah, thanks so much for letting me share this process. It's been really, really fun to, to participate in. For the first time, I made a Little Things holiday gift guide for 2021 and I'm so excited about it. It's my first blog post on littlethings.com. If you go to blog, it's the only post on there right now and it should be featured on the homepage. And it's called Holiday Gift Guide 2021 and it has gift ideas for yourself, for your partner or spouse and for kids. I think some of the things that I listed under for yourself or your best friend can also go for um, moms or grandmas. I have a lot of um, beauty and skincare listed on there and for under, and then I, I tend to more like designery things. So under the guy, under the guy um, gift list, there's a variety of things on Etsy, but I try to do things that are more unique. And then under the kids, I try to stay really practical. And most of those things are things that we have bought for our kids in the past and really, really loved. And then I also tried to include a mix of experiences and gifts as in physical gifts because I like a mix of those, that kind of thing. Um, Anyway, I'll add a link to the show notes, but you can also just go to littlethings.com and click on block and you'll see it.